0: Game devs okay welcome to game devs quest america's number one game dev podcast um we are that we are that podcast Ooh which chronicles the journeys of two young men in a game dev Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Rhett.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Taylor. Boom, uh. boom,
0: boom, boom, boom. So we had a podcast spree today. This is our second podcast we recorded, although uh, it, it is the first episode of Game Devs Quest. We were just uh, with our buddy Kurt, who you guys probably heard us talk about before. Um, uh, he was in our band way back in the day. Um Anyway, we're uh, looking at starting another podcast, so more details about that in the future. You can find, uh, probably when we start releasing that, you can probably find it on our website, com, and we'll probably be tweeting about it and doing all that sort of thing, so keep your eyes out.
1: For real. Yeah, it's been Taylor, a little we while. Miss, yeah, we missed last week <laughs> we because missed last we suck. Week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. I, we haven't spoken much lately. <laughs> uh, yeah. Other than the fact that we just talked from 6.30 to 8.30 today. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, uh, yeah, dude, it's been crazy. Um, I don't even know what's going on with you, really.
0: Bro, so many good things. Good. May I?
1: Yeah, take the wheel.
0: Okay. So, uh, let's see. Obviously, you guys listening probably recall we're back from Japan. What? what? Okay? <sighs> Hopefully things little bit back to normal for you Taylor how you feeling uh
1: i'm sleeping really poorly but i'm back on <laughs> schedule
0: <laughs> taylor's life is just one big dramatic take <laughs> on how bad he sleeps <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been um, pretty
1: bad since coming back but uh i don't know i'm i'm back on i'm making it to work things are good. things are going good so good, I'm, good, good. I'm finally back on the motivation bandwagon. I, I lost motivation for like I don't know, five days after getting back from Japan, but I I'm, wow. I'm making it. Look at
0: you. Rub it in. Yeah. Um I'm not quite back there yet, although I will say I had like a sudden burst of like creative and ambitious juices a couple days ago. I didn't do anything with it. <laughs> um but I had them.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> that sounds just like you dude (laughs) (laughs) i
0: know i um i will say that i have been just like working a little bit more like i guess regularly than i have in the past so i've been doing a lot of that so that's kind of part of it it's just like i get home and then uh, you know it's like my evenings have sort of already been filled anyways, and then I just get like go to bed and go to work in the morning. Yeah. Um. So that's like kind of part of it. Um. Last weekend, uh, we ended up not recording because my boss like made a special demand of me that I work on Friday, which I obliged. Uh. And then Saturday was really fun. Uh. You guys have heard me talk about it for a while, but uh, I took my first. Blacksmithing class in a series of like ten, um, so that'll go that'll go uh, throughout the academic school uh, the academic school year.
1: Very cool. Did you make? Yeah, anything? it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I made like five or six things. Wow. Um, all really basic. Uh, I, I'll say that I really admired my teacher. My teacher's name her name's Rochelle, and I only say that because. She competed on uh, Forged in Fire, uh, the blacksmithing competition show that's on the History Channel.
1: Nice.
0: And I don't know when that airs or if she was like in the latest season that's airing or if she'll air next year. But she's not allowed to talk about it, so I'm not quite sure. I honestly haven't watched that much Forged in Fire, but I am looking forward to watching her compete because... Dude, she is so fucking talented. It's ridiculous. Um not to dive too deep into it, but basically my family in Mount Angel, the town where me and Taylor grew up, they uh one of my like great-great uncles or some garbage, he uh he was a blacksmith and he owned his own blacksmith shop, if he you did. will. And uh during Oktoberfest, the once yearly beer German beer drinking festival, uh the largest outside of Munich takes place in Mount Angel, our hometown. Um Anyway, uh, uh, during Oktoberfest, I kind of opened that up to like show off all the old blacksmithing equipment stuff, and me and my old man went in there, and (laughs) Um, me and my old man went in there and kind of talked to this blacksmith who apparently we're related to. Uh, I don't quite remember how, but (laughs) uh, he ended up. I ended up talking to him about you know, taking lessons and I said, Yeah, my you know, my teacher, she kinda learned up at Fort Vancouver interning up there, and he's like, No way, I did too. What's her name? And I was like, Rochelle. He knew all about her, so <laughs> uh that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um and then I went in and and what I was gonna say earlier is Rochelle's method of teaching. She kind of just shows you and she goes, All right, got two rules. If it's hot, don't touch it and go at your own pace. And kind of just like threw us to the wolves. And so um, You know, we ended up working some soft iron at first, which uh surprisingly just like it just moves when it's hot, like butter, you know, like you're trying to pick up a slab of butter and it just kind of like melts. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know. Dude. Yeah. So that was cool. Um Learn to make some shapes. Uh I, I was going to post some pictures on Instagram. I haven't done it yet, but maybe I will. You can kind of see. Uh, my hammer and anvil and then a, a couple things that I made that were really basic. But, you know, ended up doing just some really basic, basic iron working and some, and some shaping that way. And then she had us start making tools that day because our classes are about nine hours long. Um oh, dang. Yeah, it's a fucking all day <laughs> thing, dude. It was crazy. Um, she had us start making some tools uh, and metalworking tools, obviously, hopefully made out of steel. And shaping steel was so fucking hard i got this motherfucking thing white hot by the way uh the level of like anxiety that's induced the first time you pull white hot metal out of a forge (laughs) kind of kind of weird
1: oh yeah Um, i can imagine
0: i can i can someday maybe later uh just like Take you through the intricacy, like the scariness of like working molten metal. Not that it's molten, I guess, but just like really hot metal. Um, it's weird, dude. It's it's otherworldly, and um, and I will say, when I was done, dude, this steel, you, I got a white hot and hammering it as hard as I possibly could, and it took everything I had to get any of the work I got done with this steel. I'll I'll, I'll send you some pictures, if not today, I'll send you them tomorrow, so you can see because it's uh it it was really difficult yeah my hands afterward were just they just ached (laughs) just ached um
1: yeah dude well that's why like in all the animes or whatever or not not even just animes but anytime you see a blacksmith they're always like especially like their forearms are just ripped jacked yeah so there you go you're you're not only becoming a blacksmith you're also going to get ripped
0: I know. I sort of. I thought when I left there, I was like, I gotta do some fucking workouts <laughs> on my arms because Jesus. Yeah. Um. So that was that was a lot of fun. Um. That was like the biggest thing in my week. Nice.
1: Um. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm excited to see. Been, you should definitely like track your progress. I'm sure you you oh, will. But yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna take lots of pictures of the stuff I do. I'm taking notes on everything I'm learning. So cool. uh, hopefully that translates to something that's uh, shareable yeah. with you guys listening.
1: How did you, like, find out about this program or whatever? And if you don't mind me asking, is it expensive to yeah. do? Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, I found out about the program. The program I'm going to, it's called Tracker's Earth. Um, you can. I, I think the website's trackerspdx.com or something like that. You can basically Google anything that I just said and probably find it. And it's, a, it's based out of Portland, Oregon. Um. they got a shop there. And the way I found out about it, so you guys listening know that I've been uh, trying to like work on some novels for uh, a while now, and I was writing a part about blacksmithing and realized that I knew literally jack shit about blacksmithing. <laughs> um, I only knew what you see in the anime Berserk and what you see in the movie Kingdom of Heaven. and. Yeah. You know, I knew that it was kind of like in my blood a little bit. And so I started researching it to write about it. And I thought, you know, it'd be really great because I started realizing and researching it. It's like, oh, there are like places you can learn blacksmithing, right? Like there's places you can learn to weld. There's places you can learn electrical work. There's places you can learn to make anything or do anything. So I thought, why isn't there a place to blacksmith? So I started researching that. And I found a bunch of them in Oregon. Well, maybe not a bunch, but several. Um, and I started kind of pricing them out. And all the places I had found in my first Google search were fucking so expensive. Like four to $500 for a, a one-day class. It was like 8 to 10 hours. Dang. And I was like, well, that's out of the picture. And I started thinking, like, maybe I could make my own forge and just, like, teach myself from YouTube videos, which is what I started doing. But eventually, while researching how to make my own forge, um, I saw that a friend of mine liked something on Facebook. And so I kept getting ads for this thing. And it was, like, an outdoor summer camp uh, for kids that specialized in, like, homesteading stuff. Uh, lots of carpentry, um, you know, and like sort of like hiking and camping craft, bushcraft type stuff, how to, you know, fish without a fishing pole, how to make a bow and use it to shoot stuff, how to make a canoe, how to farm and plant things and make fires without matches. And there was also a class on blacksmithing. And I started looking at, th- and I kept seeing that it's like every day. And I saw that they had basically like what they call an adult immersion program, which is what I'm signed up for. And it is one class a month and it's about nine hours, uh, nine hours long. And once a month you meet up, you blacksmith all day. And that goes from September to May. Wow. (laughs) And then every Thursday night I have the option of going up to the forge and just practicing on my own. Um, So, uh, I hopefully might be doing that tomorrow, uh, peek behind the curtains. It's Wednesday night, September 27th. So, uh, hopefully I get to do that tomorrow night. If not, they do it every Thursday and then once a month we meet. And, um, that is $100 per class. It's like, it's like $97 per class or something like that, which is, which is nothing. So by the time I'm said and done, you know, it'll be a little bit of money, but you just pay for it each time
1: it's like what 10 10 bucks an hour or something <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. so <laughs> that's pretty crazy um, dude
0: yeah which is great and my teacher is is really amazing she's so good uh, i recommend anybody who's in the the Oregon area to research tracker's earth dude, uh, if I you feel got kids like they have super good like s- kid classes and kid camps anyway what were you saying
1: i i don't know why I feel like you told me about this like I can like envision their website in my head. I think you must have like had me go there sometime and I just like checked out what it was. But
0: yeah remember because I was buying my uh, class time and I was worried because it wasn't HTTPS.
1: Oh yeah that's right. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. Was that I thought that was a while ago. Maybe it wasn't. Uh,
0: Maybe like a month or two ago.
1: Oh okay. I saw like I for some reason I like envisioned my or like saw myself when I lived in Salem back in like twenty twelve doing this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. Maybe you knew about them long before I did. But, I don't know. Yeah. Um, well that's awesome. I'm dude. super stoked. Yeah. So it was so much fun. It was a lot of work. It's really hard. I'm just I'm not very good at working with my hands. I I really do enjoy working with my hands, but I'm not very good at it. <laughs> so um I made a bunch of shit. We made some S hooks and curvy metal stuff and some steel tools and all that. I'll I'll, I'll try and get some pictures over to you. And maybe we can post one or two of them on the Twitter so people can see. But
1: yeah, man, be awesome.
0: Yeah, so cool. that's been the big thing for me. And then of course, just trying to enjoy the last days of nice nice weather on my motorcycle. And oh, yeah. uh, and, and that pretty much brings us current to today. So I don't know. What about you? What's how's yeah. your? You said you were motivated.
1: <sighs> yeah, I'm motivated now. Um, there's a couple things. The big, the big thing was like before we left for Japan, uh, I was in the middle of, in our Udemy course, uh, they call it bowl master. It's this 3d bowling game. It's the first 3d game they teach you how to make in unity. And I was like probably a third of the way through when we left. And I really wanted to finish it before we left for Japan, but I didn't get a chance to, um, just because it's like one of the longest ones. I think it's like almost 60, 60 tutorial videos long, and most of them are like anywhere from 10 to 25 minutes long. So it's quite quite long, but I got through Bullmaster, which felt really good. And so now I have like this playable bowling game. Uh, that's pretty cool. I posted a picture of or a little video of it on our Twitter. Uh so that was like I was just really inspired to get through that and finish, especially because the next one that is in the series is a first-person shooter, uh, which will be really cool. Today I was like learning about how to uh, set up terrain in Unity, and they just make it so easy to. Basically, you like take this plane and it's like a height map basically and you just start adjusting the height levels of this plane and then you could act, add textures to it and you could paint other textures over the top of the texture and it's just like this really crazy thing uh that was fun to learn about so i was working on that a lot uh the last couple of weeks um there was a lot about test driven development which is kind of a buzzword that you hear a lot uh when you're learning about programming and uh Red, green, refactor is another catchphrase you hear a lot. They talk a lot about that in the Bullmaster section. And it basically means like you design these tests um, in your program, whether it's a game or anything, and you start without having any code that actually implements something to make that test pass. And then you basically design your whole code base to make these tests pass. And then by the time you've done this whole uh, process, you have things that actually prove that your code is working. And then that product itself is just like, uh, you know that it works more thoroughly than if you hadn't done it that way, which is pretty cool. Um, And that's the way how a lot of like uh, professional grade software is developed is with test-driven development. Like for the Bullmaster, it's like, okay, so, you know, Like, for instance, when you're doing, like, scoring, uh, when you bowl a strike, the actual strike, uh, or the, the number that gets shown up on the screen is not 10, it's an X, you know? And so then you write a test that says, okay, it should be an X instead of a 10. And at first it fails, but then you write the code that makes it so that it passes, and you just iterate through that. Like, okay, that works for strikes, but now what about spares? You know, it's a slash instead, and all that kind of stuff. So that was pretty cool. I, I, it, I knew about what test-driven development was, but had never done it. And uh, it was a lot of fun, like actually figuring out what that was all about. So that was cool. Um, also, I signed up for the Game Dev Biz uh, Game Dev Conference, which is kind of the sequel to Enjoy Game Dev, uh, which is going on this Saturday. Kind of snuck in pretty quickly um, and I wasn't sure if I was going to do it, but I decided to just uh, take the dive and do it. I think it'll, nice. help. it'll help me stay motivated, I think. And then also, like, it was kind of cool. Like, today I was already tweeting uh, a little bit about it. And, like, you know, Chris Deleon and Christopher Kaitila were, like, you know, replying back to me and stuff. So it's cool just, like, interacting with those guys. It makes me feel, like, validated in what we're doing and everything. So
0: nice yeah well and and I'm I'm actually glad you did that because I was super interested in it but I was just like looking at my schedule for the weekend and it just wasn't gonna work so um, more content for the podcast for reals. afterwards you can definitely fill me in and give me like the cliff notes version yeah um, and all and we'll do that on the podcast
1: I'll try to do kind of what I did before where I take good notes hopefully um, and like this one should be cool because Um, It's going to be a little bit more refined, I think. Like, they've added time between speakers where the audience can ask the speaker questions. Um, I think they added actually 15 minutes per speaker. So it's a lot more um, interactive, whereas before it was more of like a presentation with an occasional question. Um, And then it sounds like uh, MC Funky Pants is going to just be moderating the chat and stuff so he'll be there kind of like talking to people throughout the whole time so that'll be cool i i know absolutely nothing about business and so like i'm not all that interested to be honest about like the business side of things but i think that it's going to be valuable to me in general because if i ever did want to try to you know make a game uh commercially i have to start learning that kind of stuff so i just like i wasn't all that excited about the topic but i think it's going to be good for me and that's why i decided to kind of take the plunge so got that going on um i've also really been seriously thinking about streaming again and uh i read up a little bit about um how to uh become affiliated on twitch which was interesting and so part of it like i don't really care so much about like monetizing it or whatever but part of it is just like this whole same thing about like accountability and if i set that goal of becoming affiliated that means that i have to stream pretty regularly and that also means that i'm guaranteeing myself game dev time per week Um, because when i first got back i was just like i could not find the motivation to start especially because I left for Japan in the middle of a big project it was hard to have any kind of closure with that and so I had to like jump back in with where I left off and that was really difficult so I thought like since I missed out on on all these hours of time I could have been spending on game dev like having more things to commit myself to and also just like becoming more active with the community cuz um i don't know it's just always fun like like for instance jago when i got back jago was like chatting me up for a while and it was like even just talking to him about game dev like what he was doing and stuff uh just got me even more motivated so if i have some set thing where i'm streaming twice a week or something um i'm going to gain skills but also be more motivated and uh so I don't know I've been playing around with this idea um if you remember uh MC Funky Pants has the one one game per month uh yeah I can't I can't remember if that's exactly what it's called one game per month uh or one game a month you can go to com. and basically he just invites anyone and everyone to make one game per month and then submit it on his page and he has like over 11,000 game submissions and it's just like more encouragement to learn basically and I'm getting to that point where like I'm really excited to do the tutorials that we have I'm like getting pretty close to being done with the course to be honest. I've like I'm almost 80% of the way through. So I'm really excited to finish that, but like I need to just start relying more on myself than relying on an instructor telling me what I should be doing. Mhm. You know what I mean? And so I think that what I'm going to try to do is continue with the the tutorial kind of stuff that I've been doing already. Uh but then streaming two times a week for for two hours and work on one game a month basically um and see how it goes i think that'll be pretty cool
0: badass man those are really good goals
1: yeah uh on top of that (laughs) uh we have a game jam going on next week we do (laughs) and that also boosted my my level of like confidence and motivation because, like, the last time we did... Uh, so we're doing basically one uh, one mechanic game jam, two. Uh, and last time we, we did it, we did get some attention. And we had, like, 13 people that signed up and three actual game submissions, which is, like, super cool. I don't want to downplay that. But, like, this time I posted on Twitter and we got, like, a quite a few people uh liking and retweeting it and then also I posted a thing on Reddit and we like we were on the game dev subreddit's front page for like a whole day uh and yeah. we have like 30 to 40 upvotes so it at least made me feel like we're gaining a little bit of steam and like I just think it'd be really cool if we had you know 10 people that submitted games or something Cause it it's like that feeling of building a community, you know. So it was just really cool having that positive feedback for that. It makes me want to continue doing game jams, and I think that having both of us sit down and just make another game like we did, like re- remember how high we felt basically after we completed uh, Castle Master Faster Blaster, dude. I just want that feeling again. So I'm stoked for that. I we got a lot of stuff lined up and. And I'm just, like, stoked for it all to happen. So that's what I've been up to.
0: <laughs> nice, man. All productive and good for the podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to stay alive and well. And, um, yeah, we actually, uh when I tweeted about Game Dev Biz, MC Funky Pants was like, uh, make sure you... uh take some time and and talk about your podcast in between speakers at the conference and i was like wow like thanks for thanks for calling it me is. out and telling me to do that like i get stage fright but uh like the fact that he remembered and like thought about that like he put the pieces together it was just kind of cool so
0: i dig it man
1: yeah What else is up, dude? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We both just like vomited what we've been up to the last like week and a half.
0: (laughs) Dude, that was the most efficient 26 minute podcasting like that we've ever done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I mean, part of it is because we are on a time crunch. um, But also, we also did just talk for two hours. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I uh, definitely don't oh sorry (laughs) i resituated my office which actually also feels good like part of what what got me getting to be more productive was actually like doing things around our apartment like some cleaning Uh, i took down our ac which today is hot as balls and so that was a little bit of a mistake but at least it's done and then i like redid uh part of my office like I used to have two workstations set up one for my Plex server and then my desktop where I do everything else basically and I kind of consolidated it into one station and now I basically just switch uh, channels on my monitor if I want to get on my Plex server Um, and it's just like this like minimalist vibe that I get in my office just makes me excited to do work (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: yeah that's a trick of mine i used to uh to sort of like re regain that momentum a little bit of like organization of a space
1: yeah it Um, totally worked too
0: yeah it's like 100 percent for sure ratio uh for me assuming that i can find the motivation to do that
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah we also like went through Everything in our closets in the office, which was just a mess when we got back, especially because like when we were packing for Japan, everything came out of the, the closet, yeah. like all of our travel gear that we haven't used forever. And so we like we went through it all and we got rid of a whole bunch of stuff. And alia has been like selling some stuff we don't use. And so, Damn. yeah, it's like get rid of you guys that. Are get rid of that stuff you don't use. Yeah. Yeah, it man. feels good.
0: Good. So. Good. I'm happy for you. Thanks. That sounds really good. Uh, hopefully, I can derive some sort of like satisfaction just from like <laughs> living it vicariously through you, and then be able to like muster up my own sort of uh, my own sort of, I guess, rally.
1: Well, you'll just have to make some like badass sword from all that encouragement you're gaining. Yeah. Through living through me vicariously.
0: I will say that was pretty refreshing to be able to like make shit. That was cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. I really hope to uh someday get get uh, the skill cuz like, oh man, so far it's so hard. Everything is so hard, but I do really want to like make everybody like a knife or something cool <laughs> like that, you know. Yeah, man. So That'd be awesome. That's one of that's one of my goals with that.
1: Well, dude, we can just for every subscriber we get to the podcast, we can just send up a knife you made. Oh Jesus. <laughs> That we get like so put hard. on some terrorist watch list or something. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Probably uh make them something a little less labor intensive, like a cool design.
1: Yeah. Do a do like a GDQ like iron bar.
0: That would be kinda cool. We could make some sort of like cool pendant or something that Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a good idea.
1: I don't know. I'm just spitballing.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> We definitely don't have to unpack too much more, because I mean, I I don't know. After three hours of conversation, I'm a little
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and dude, I of... like today I went to the dentist, and it was my first visit at this particular dentist, so it was like two hours. And then I went to work all day, and I was like busy the whole day. And I just got home, and I was so drained. Um, some day, like most days, we uh, for dinner we eat and we watch something. But lately, like ever since we got back from Japan, we've been like getting home and just eating with nothing on. And it's like (laughs) just like sitting in silence for a while, (laughs) like having a little bit of conversation, you know. Uh, So we totally did that today. And I was like, man, I don't know if I'm like mentally prepared to podcast and then we've been podcasting for like (laughs) three hours
0: (laughs) i know why would you ever bother saying anything like that because you know it's going to be untrue i know shortly after
1: yeah yeah as soon as we get started like just can't stop so yeah i think kurt was a little bit surprised at how much we talked
0: (laughs) dude i tell everybody everybody it's like once you practice those podcasting muscles you could just go non-stop i literally believe somebody could like press record and i could talk for like two hours about something <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah dude well maybe we can start doing uh you know how dan carlin does like his soul like everything is solo for hardcore history yeah maybe we need to have like uh separated recordings where we like record <laughs> like a log or something yeah <laughs> and then combine them or i don't know I it thought- would be
0: hilarious in the future to do an episode that's half me solo and then the next half is just like you solo or vice versa right like it's just divided in two
1: dude that would <laughs> be interesting the next just time to see the next time we miss a day let's do that okay i'm
0: totally down <laughs> for that we'll just do like We could just do, like, 30 minutes a piece or 25 minutes a piece or something like that.
1: We both end up submitting, like, a three-hour, like, soliloquy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. We probably will. Yeah. I bet we learn a
1: lot about ourselves.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I should do it just as an experiment to see. (laughs) What's funny, Uh, I was kind of joking about it, and we're sort of up against the clock here, but... I'll just uh finish up by saying uh there's been a lot of talk about duel of taints coming back. Ooh. And uh and there was sort of like a, a, a joke about like, well, I guess I'll just have to do it by myself until <laughs> you know things start going. <laughs> it's like Duel of Taint. The, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I don't even think it could be called duel, but I can't think of like a That's single true. word that has to do with one person.
1: I know. Just taint.
0: <laughs> yeah, just taint. <laughs>
1: But, uh, uh, on that but yeah, note, man, uh, good that's catching what they up. call
0: a reader accountability program, a.k.a. a rap. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> nice inside joke. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're short on time, unfortunately, but uh, glad that we got to get together and brain dump on you. So, uh,
0: total word vomit.
1: Yep. This has been another episode of Game Devs Quest. I think we're at episode 33 uh i don't know hopefully we'll go on past 100 we'll see we will yeah <laughs> i
0: can tell you i can already feel it
1: <laughs> anyways uh you guys can check us out on twitter at game devs quest uh we got a pretty flourishing uh itch.io page now now that we're doing game uh game jams all the time so check us out at game uh, also don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on iTunes or I like podcast addict, whatever you like, we should be there. Uh, what else? I always forget them all.
0: Email us at GDQ at dot And if you are so inclined, go and give our podcast network on Facebook a like. We are at facebook.com slash airpodcast. Of course, air podcast is the home of game devs quest. Um, and uh, you, you can find us there as well as every podcast on the Air Podcast Network. But uh, Facebook is one of those things. We haven't got much love there in a long time. In fact, we haven't gotten much love there almost ever. So if you're so inclined, <laughs> hop on over there and give us a like. And maybe we'll uh, start posting over there regularly if that is your social media platform of choice. Otherwise, that about wraps it up. Yeah. It was a good one.
1: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good week.
0: The- Boom. Cute at music.
1: Yeah.